Billy, you know something. What is it? I'm scared, Pancho. Bullshit. You ain't afraid of no man. There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. For the foreseeable future, we're going to be ranking action movies. After that, who knows? But we're hoping our listeners will get involved and help us decide. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree... Join the discussion at Twitter at, at the Rank Podcast, on our website at therankwithjohnandzack.com, or email us at therankwithjohnandzack at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at the Rank Podcast. And remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. You know, I was <laughs> I was noticing tonight, you know, I fed the I was feeding the animals tonight, and I, I realized that uh I always use an accent <laughs> when I buy myself feeding the cats <laughs> and only what with the cat that be? well I'm like all right I hear you I hear you <laughs> I, I fucking hear you I'm coming oh, Jesus of, of all accents use. I don't know why I you know I'm always just like and, and and I'm not even doing it justice right now I like it's because I I did it a while ago and, and now I like can't think of it again it's when I'm talking to them I'm like really into that accent I don't know why I'm just like yeah I fucking hear you I fucking hear you you know <laughs> that's that's uh I have nothing <laughs> that's weird how about that yeah it is it is definitely weird um but Let's talk about why we're here today. We're at the beginning of another episode of The Rank, and thank you for being here. And uh, for those of you who know what this part's going to be, you can skip it. I get it. But uh, for those of you who don't, I just want to let you know what's going to happen in our episodes. We're going to do a brief summary of the movie that we're ranking today. Then we're going to go into the potent notables, and potent notables just means interesting facts that... uh, you know, we found when doing research for the uh, film that we're ranking today. And then we're going to go into an overview of the movie itself, which is just a detailed kind of dive, deep dive into the movie from beginning to end. Zach and I will discuss the good and the bad. And then uh, after that's done, we get into the meat, the rank. That's what you're all here for. We'll find out, you know, just how great this movie is or, or terrible or blood sport. <laughs> we a ranking Predator, the 1987 movie written by Jim and John Thomas, directed by one of the best action directors ever, John McTiernan, and starring the legendary Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is, is he really legendary, though? I mean, I think so. For those of you who don't know Predator, um, I, I will once again warn you that we are going to spoil this movie for you so please watch it before you listen to this or watch it while you listen to this and if you do watch it while you listen to this please please tell me about it because i just (laughs) 
think it would be a fascinating thing to hear about. Um, but this movie follows Dutch, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, who is seemingly on a mission to rescue some uh, a cabinet minister who went down in the jungles of South America somewhere. Um, but as it turns out, that's not what ends up happening. Instead, they meet up with an alien who is there to hunt humans. Um, How often does that happen to all of us, though, really? I think it's pretty common, so that's why eh, not so original. But um, Went to the store and ended up getting combat with an alien. So you don't say Earth to hunt humans again. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's what happens in this movie. Um, but uh, I think we'll jump straight into our potent notables. And as always, I'll start with the box office results for Predator. So on a budget of $15 million, Predator made $59.7 million domestically and $38.5 million internationally for a grand total of $98.3 million, which was definitely a hit in 1987, um, especially with relatively low budget. I was actually, when you were saying that, I was like, really? That's all they spent on this? But No, you'd think it was more, right? But yeah, no, they, it was only $15 million. Um, I found out some pretty interesting things on this. And maybe these are common knowledge things that I just didn't know. But did you know that Jean-Claude Van Damme was the original Predator? The original Predator, like, in the Predator suit? Yeah. I did not know that at all. That's, yeah. that's, that's a thing. So listen to this, because this was just... Endlessly fascinating. So Jean-Claude Van Damme was the original Predator, and he got fired and replaced by 7-foot-2-inch Kevin Peter Hall. Mm. So that's who's actually in the credits. Really, that's um, happened to all of us as well. So, <laughs> well, apparently... Rela- relatable, you know? <laughs> apparently Van Damme just wouldn't stop doing his high kicks and stuff. <laughs> like, no joke. They, they fired him because he oh. wouldn't stop doing his kicks. <laughs> You know, on the heels of Bloodsport, that is too fucking funny. <laughs> so, you know, like, right, before Bloodsport, this is before his breakout role, which came the next oh, year. Well, I see, if only he had had room to express his high kicks in another venue. You know well, what this, I mean? is, like he... this is what Jean-Claude was saying throughout the filming here. <laughs> um, but what's, what's, what's even better is that there are so many different stories of how he actually got fired. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, I, I mean, I was reading on one site about this. Uh, so I read several sites uh, about this exact same story. And I remember on one site, it was like, here's some interesting things that happened. And they list, like, three different ways that he got fired and there was, like, no irony. I'm like, you just said the same thing three different times in three different ways. How are you, like, saying this is what happened? And here are three interesting things that conflict with one another and only one can be true. <laughs> Exactly. It's the so, Rochomon of Jean-Claude Van Damme getting fired. So uh, they they, all, they have forgotten what timeline they're in. So yeah, they just exactly. put them all in there. <laughs> um, same. You know what I mean? Again, <laughs> for the third time in 10 seconds, hashtag relatable. Um, um, so one account says that the producer, Joel Silver, uh, this is actually a quote, got so exasperated with the actor's improv martial arts moves that he called him into his trailer for a dressing down. 
According to visual effects supervisor Joel Hynek, the lecture went something like this. you got to stop kickboxing. <laughs> and look, the Predator is not a kickboxer. But still, Van Damme stood his ground and insisted on his own vision. His own vision for the for the creature for the who's predator. in the suit yeah. he's playing. You know, I wonder if the alien had the same problem in Alien, where the guy was trying to kick constantly, and they're like, no, he doesn't kick. Actually, I shouldn't have mentioned that, because the actor who played the alien ended up like dying under mysterious circumstances, and that's a sad thing. Anyway. Oh, that is sad. Um, <laughs> oh, so, but still, despite this, Van Damme stood his ground and insisted on his own vision. I already said that. Mm. The future star of Kickboxer replied, I must do that. That's how I see the Predator. <laughs> it's like such a, like, like, I don't know. That is, I can't even with Jean-Claude Van Damme right now. But then supposedly Silver just shrugged and then fired him on the spot. Okay. <laughs> All right, fine. You can leave then yeah. in that case. But then, but then this is the story from Jean-Claude Van Damme. The costume took about 20 minutes to put on. It was thick rubber, and I couldn't see anything. There was just a small piece to breathe through. I needed cables to move my jaw and head, and it was hard to keep my balance. They wanted me to make a big jump, and I told them it's impossible. I know my limitations, and I'll break my legs. Basically, he's saying he, he quit, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> now, actor Bill Duke, who played Mac, mm -hmm. gave an account that seemed to support Jean-Claude. He oh. said that Van Damme passed out twice because of dehydration and that the producer said, if you pass out again, I'm going to fire you. Two <laughs> weeks go by and the guy passes out and the producer goes over and fires him. So, that's, so that now, one's more sympathetic for, for Jean-Claude. Definitely more sympathetic for Jean-Claude. And, and also in Jean-Claude's defense here as well, they did a, had a stunt guy do the jump that, that Jean-Claude wouldn't do and that guy mm -hmm. broke his leg. So this this I'm confused now. I don't I don't know how to feel. Yeah. But this continues. So on, <laughs> there's on, more. On the side of Joel Silver, the makeup effects supervisor uh said that Jean-Claude was angry that he wasn't going to be able to fight Arnie and oh. was always trying to do his martial arts and Schwarzenegger and even Schwarzenegger said that Jean-Claude was a relentless complainer. Another story of Van Damme's firing was from second unit director Craig Baxley. The original costume was designed by a company called Boss and cost a whopping $20,000. It oddly, quote, had the head of an ant, unquote, and Van Damme didn't like it. Baxley says he, quote, freaked out, end quote, tore off the mask and, quote, threw it on the ground and it shattered. <laughs> Producer Joel Silver was enraged and exclaimed, what the fuck are you doing? And he told Jean-Claude, you'll never work in Hollywood again. Get off my set. So that was it. Okay. Listeners can decide for themselves where the truth is. We just, report you decide. Yeah. Jeez, I just, this is intense. Isn't that crazy? I was I, like, I, what the fuck is going on here? I love the idea that Bill Duke and Jean-Claude Van Damme were all well, you know, it wasn't really safe. He was constantly passing out. It, it was asking to do dangerous stunts. It's difficult stuff. Joel Silver, no, he just wanted to keep kicking. He wouldn't yeah. stop kicking. Like, stop like, what a weird rebuttal. Yeah. Yeah, and and actually, I watched a video with John McTiernan, and he mm -hmm. gave an interesting account as well. 
He's like, oh, you know, this, this, uh, he said this new agency from Belgium, they were like trying to push Jean Claude on us. And they're like, he should play the Predator. He should mm-hmm. play the Predator. And John McKeon was like, they just didn't get the point that nobody would see him, you know? Like, you really want your future, like, this movie star that you think he's going to be, to be in a role where nobody will hear or see him? Um, and he said that basically he got there and and found out that he wasn't going to be seen and uh, got upset, and they just flew him right back to where he, where he came from. <laughs> I love I'm the like, idea of flew him back to where he came We don't know where he came from. But <laughs> Why? I was going to say back to Belgium, but I don't think that's actually where he went back to. <laughs> Um, that's where he came from, but it's not where he went. Um, so, so basically, John McKiernan made it sound like he was there for the, like all of two hours. <laughs> you know, so like, what happened on this set? <laughs> no one knows. Somebody should write something. I don't know what. Uh, but I got to tell you, I really hope that now in I'm I'm going to imagine all of Bloodsport with the Predator instead of Jean Claude Van Damme. I saw but nothing, going with that. nothing changes. Like, there's no, like, why is this alien being suddenly here fighting? It's exactly <laughs> the same otherwise, including, like, him powering up because he's blind. <laughs> and including him being on the date with, with What's-Her-Face. Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> and he's wearing the same clothes that Jean-Claude wears and the entire time. He's not wearing... him to, get, yep. to, get, to get into the Kumite. She's like, hey, and once she gets that predator dick, you know, no. she doesn't she's, care anymore. She doesn't care anymore because she's like, actually, I've that's that's I'm, I'm I've had enough of that. I'm fine. <laughs> Let's just get in a different way. So the guy who replaced Jean Claude Van Damme, Kevin Peter Hall, as I discussed before, who is seven foot two. Um, obviously, we all know his name. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm not sure found, we do. No, we don't. But what I thought was hilarious was they used him. Because he just had a very like uh, a big role, you know what he what he did? I can't. He was imagine. Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. That's a natural progression of acting in Hollywood, I think. Harry from Harry and the Hendersons, and then Predator. Yeah, I just, I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> you know what the worst part of Harry and the Hendersons is? What? John Lithgow. <laughs> that fucker. He ruined Harry and the Hendersons for me. No, I don't know. He might have been good in that. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Yeah, I haven't. Man, I don't. I think I saw it when I was like four. <laughs> what, if, what if he was Bigfoot, but he was hanging off a mountain? No, my gosh. It's funny that you'd say that because um, in the <laughs> notables here, John Long actually came over and and he gave this uh, idea to Joel Silver. And just Are you serious? Credit. No, Hold on. I'm not serious. I'm okay, not serious. okay. <laughs> you kind of had me going. So speaking of the Predator suit. The Predator suit has a James Cameron connection. Really? Yeah, which is like pretty fascinating, right? So it's uh, it's all coming together. Yeah. So Predator, the Predator suit, when it first came over, uh, everybody was insanely d- disappointed with it. <laughs> all right. So apparently, somebody some some said like, oh, it had the head of an ant, right? And yep. others. Were like, uh, you know, it had, uh, it looked like, you know, a giant red rubber chicken. Um, so they're a re- very different predator <laughs> yeah. with, with these visions. Exactly. And so because it came over and, and it was very disappointing, um, they hired Stan Winston, 
who mm-hmm. apparently was like considered a legend in the design field for this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Stan was on a plane to Japan, and he happened to be sitting next to James Cameron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And this was while he was working on the design for Predator. And Cameron leaned over, Cameron was talking to Winston. And he said, You know, this quote, you know, I always wanted to see something with mandibles. <laughs> and the Predator was born. Like, what? I like to imagine that um, Stan Winston was going in a completely different direction. Yeah. And he said, and he said Mandibles. mandibles. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Blew his mind. But no, it ended up being a good, good decision. Yeah, and you know I've uh, I don't I can't think now off the top of my head what else Stan Winston has worked on, but I definitely know that he. Yeah, you know the name, right? Yeah, like that's the same. I was like, oh, I know this name, but why do I? You know, like what do I know it from? Maybe I just know it from Predator. Yeah, Uh, Um, looks like he worked on the Terminator two years or three years before Predator. Oh, so so he knew Jim James Cameron, Jim, because I know him. (laughs) <laughs> oh, like Jim. like me, he was good close friends with Jim Cameron. He <laughs> right, went, exactly. Goes to barbecues at the Cameron household. <laughs> so, so apparently, this is according to Gary Goldman, not to mm-hmm. be confused with Gary Oldman, uh, <laughs> who makes McKiernan hired as a military advisor. Uh, according to him, none of the cast was in shape, which okay, I would uh, argue against. Just <laughs> look at it. But he, but he, what he meant was like cardio wise. Yeah. Right? Um, so he, he was actually hired to get them into shape and quote, this is what John McTiernan said to Gary Goldman. Honestly, these guys look like a bunch of ballerinas. They don't look like soldiers. Well, <laughs> Oh, that's an interesting looking ballerina. <laughs> yeah, for real. I don't but, remember uh, that. It makes black swan or different movies. Or something. Yeah, really. So the first thing that Goldman did was take them out for a run in the jungle in Mexico because, uh, quote, in combat, if you can't run, you're fucked. That's what Goldman Sounds about said. right. Uh, so he's, Goldman said that uh, Schwarzenegger did his best to keep up, but afterward, Goldman apparently said, quote, these guys are finished. <laughs> so this is true of all of them except Jesse Ventura. <laughs> he really was had like. Yeah, who had, like, no problem keeping up with any of this because he was a veteran of the U.S. Navy's underwater demolition team from 1970 to 1975. All right. Ventura. I'm sorry, just underwater demolition. I know. I'm just imagining him him without, like, equipment. He's just walking underwater, like, all right. Knocks things over. Knock this over now. But uh, Ventura joked, quote, I'll put it this way. I wouldn't want to go in real with these guys, but I'll definitely do a film with them. <laughs> kind of kind of weirdly, like, weird shade there. I like it. <laughs> I mean, they're not on my level. None of them are sexual tyrannosauruses, but... So, besides the conditioning... Uh, yeah, sexual tyrannosaurus. I didn't catch that at first. That was good. Um, besides the conditioning, Goldman also handled the weapons training. So... He tried to get Bill Duke, who played Mac, to fire his rifle in, like, short six-shot bursts. And he was, like, telling them, like, don't, like, you, you don't want to fire too many shots at once. It'll overheat the uh, the muzzle, the barrel and, and melt it. Um, but, of course, Duke didn't listen. 
we got uh, quote. <laughs> so we set it up, and of course, the first thing he does is he squeezes it, holds it, and starts screaming. <laughs> Fired off, I don't know, 200 rounds in one thing, and Bill's just cackling like a madman. I thought, yeah, okay, this is a movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that it seems to have directly led into the actual movie because I was kind of thinking, I mean, I don't know much about guns, but I remember thinking during a particular scene, well, this is a bit much. Um, so going back to the the Predator portion of this, so for the early shots of an invisible Predator moving through trees, a stuntman wore a red suit that was removed by a special effects in post-production, right? At first, however, oh, this is just a delightful little nugget. <laughs> McTiernan wanted to use a monkey in order to get smooth, inhuman movements. So a monkey was brought in. <laughs> Quote, the things that these guys can get done when they want it done. You know what I, I mean? Like, it makes me think, what else, what can us normal people do? Like, we have trouble just, like, getting by. But meanwhile, John McTiernan can have a monkey brought in to do something, something a monkey should clearly not be doing. Because he wanted it. <laughs> so the monkey was brought in, and quote, listen to this quote. But once we got the red suit on him, the monkey was so embarrassed by the red suit that he hid. He'd go up in a tree and cower, and he wouldn't do what monkeys do. End quote. <laughs> it was too embarrassing for the monkey. The monkey's putting on the red suit, like, come on, guys, I don't really know. This is, like, kind of weird. This isn't my color. <laughs> oh, man, there's just, so, there's so many good golden notables in this. I, I right. did warn you that I there was a gold mine. You wouldn't even know, but it turns out this is the most absurd movie of all time, just because of the filming. The regular movie seems normal. But. <laughs> so, according to the cinematographer, Donald McAlpine, which... I think there's actually a few with this guy. The mm -hmm. they hired a you know local Mexican crew, right? Uh -huh. But apparently that crew was part of a syndicato or uh, <laughs> gang, if you will, and they just oh. didn't listen. He'd be like, "Go do this," and uh, you know replace the the light bulbs w with ceramics or something like that. I don't remember the whole story. Um, and they just didn't do it, and light bulbs were like exploding, and he was just like, "Well." Okay, <laughs> so they had he had to recruit professional replacements and fly them in from Australia in the last at the last minute. I hope they at least got like a like a bundle flight with the monkey bringing these guys in. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Like, yeah, we're bringing the monkey too. Um, <laughs> So, I also love the idea of hiring these gang members, and they're just like, no, I don't want to do that. They're like, yeah. well, all right. <laughs> We're not going to do that. I guess I'm not really going to argue with you about this, because you're freaking Danny Trejo over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's interesting, I know we just, we just uh, recorded um, The Mummy, which took place in Morocco, and they had issues with, uh, you know, snakes and scorpions and stuff, right? Well... Guess what? Mexican jungle also has those issues. Um, but on top of that, the cast and crew, they kept getting sick, you know, uh -huh. drinking the water and whatever else. Um, they all lost a ton of weight because of their reluctance to eat the local food for fear of getting sick. 
So McTiernan lost 25 pounds, and he said that you could see Schwarzenegger grow noticeably thinner throughout the movie because he was (laughs) trying to avoid getting sick. Yeah. As a matter of fact, according to McTiernan, Schwarzenegger had to perform one scene with an I- one scene with an IV in his arm. Oh, really? Yeah. Alrighty. Apparently, McTiernan broke his wrist falling out of a tree during production. He's going after that damn monkey. Get back down here. <laughs> monkey pushed him. So, another just in the litany of fascinating things about the production of this movie. The script for Predator was actually based on a joke about Rocky. Okay. This is like, this is fitting in in so many weird ways that yeah, you would never yeah. expect. So, so basically, was... Rocky Four had just come out, right? Uh-huh. And he beat Dolph Lundgren, crazy big Russian, right? Mm-hmm. So the joke was basically that in Rocky Five, Rocky, the only thing Rocky has left to face is an alien because he's already beaten everybody else. And that's how the Predator was born. Makes sense to me. Um, so another funny thing about being in the jungle is that, ironically, the shots of Predator using his heat vision to see his prey was extremely hard to film because the heat in Mexico was at or higher than the body temperature of the people in the film. Okay. So they couldn't actually use real infrared cameras, which is what they were planning. Yeah. They had to use expensive digital effects. But here's the funny part. They didn't have the money and the budget for these special effects, so McTiernan mm-hmm. had to plead and beg the producers <laughs> for the money so he could actually finish the film. <laughs> oh. You know, you know, I feel like you would have heard about this movie being like problem after problem, like being in, you know, the the lore of like movies that had, you know, all sorts of issues, but I've never heard of any of I've this. I've never crap. heard of this either. I, I was I was deeply fascinated. <laughs> I was just like, and there's more like, there's not, this is just like scratching the surface really. I mean, so listeners, if you want to get out there and really dive into the research, I know I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm giving you some good nuggets, but I think there's even more out there that I didn't find. You know, it's funny that the, uh, the heat, the heat vision didn't work because of the heat, because they have the line in the movie where the predator shows up when it's hottest. Yeah. And actually at the, when I was watching the movie, I was like, that's kind of an odd thing to mention, but it's kind of even odder given the fact that the heat vision apparently is neutralized by the extreme heat. Yeah, I know. And actually learning that before I watched the movie, I it kind of mm-hmm. I kind of was like, well, this seems kind of bullshit then. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, so Arnold was very disciplined on set. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he set the tone for everyone else. Everybody was saying this about him, that, like, you know, he's a real leader, blah, blah, blah. Um, he actually got up at 5.30 every morning to get a workout in before going to set and had an entire gym shipped to Mexico for him to use. <laughs> he actually said that he, quote, took more abuse in Predator than he did in Conan the Barbarian. He mm-hmm. fell down, he, quote, fell down that waterfall and swam in. Ice, and swam in ice cold water for days and for weeks was covered in mud. Was never on flat ground, always on a hill, end quote. Amazingly, during this grueling shoot, he took a tiny vacation, just a couple days off, in the middle of it, to get married to (laughs) Maria Shriver, niece of JFK, for those who don't know. And I guess, for those who don't know, JFK is John F. Kennedy. I would hope that anybody (laughs) listening to this would know that, but just to be on the safe side. And to those who don't know, John F. Kennedy was... 
the 35th like, president of the United States who was assassinated on November 22nd, 1963 in Dallas, Texas. Playboy Lothario, just like I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so him, Arnie, and his invited guests, including crew from the film, arrived in Hyannis Friday morning. Rehearsal Friday night, wedding Saturday, then a two-day honeymoon, and he was back on set for Wednesday. Imagine being in this movie or on the crew of this movie and you didn't get invited. Yeah, right. And you just spent that long weekend still in Mexico or wherever. Like, huh, well, didn't get to you know go who back else? to Hyannis Port for that. <laughs> you know who else took a uh, a vacation, small vacation? The Jesse Predator. the Body Ventura. Oh, where did he go? Oh, yeah, he took some time off during filming so that he could go do a wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But the best part about this uh, potent notable is the anecdote from the cinematographer Don McAlpine. Mm-hmm. Quote, when he came back, I said to him, how'd it go? He says, I won. And I said, it was your turn, wasn't it? And he was <laughs> outraged, sort of picked me up and lifted me above his head as though he was going to throw me down on the ground. Jesse put me down afterward, but uh, I didn't argue with him anymore about wrestling. End quote. <laughs> Oh, those were the days back when wrestlers didn't break kayfabe. <laughs> He's like, look here, jabroni. Yeah. It's not fake, Monsoon. <laughs> and, you know, director of photography, Gorilla Monsoon here. <laughs> Strangely enough, the, there was Monsoon in uh, Mexico that time here. So... What's interesting, though, is that uh, Schwarzenegger and Ventura actually kind of had like a little bit of a rivalry, right? Because they're both bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. So I found a story that, that seems very fitting for this movie. Schwarzenegger told the wardrobe department to tell Jesse that Jesse's arms were bigger. <laughs> right? So like that they, cause mm-hmm. they measured them, right, for their costumes and stuff. So Ventura went up to Arnie and was like, we should measure biceps, and whoever's a smaller will buy the other a bottle of champagne, thinking that he already knows who's is bigger, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, Arnie's was actually bigger. It was actually an inch bigger, and Arnold got a free bottle of champagne out of Ventura. You know, that that is really on brand for Schwarzenegger from what I... I've and heard. Ventura. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, know, I haven't watched all of Pumping Iron, but I know that there are a lot of anecdotes from Pumping Iron where he was like playing mind games, Jesse the Mind Ventura games with Lou Ferrigno. So I I believe it. <laughs> but Jesse Ventura did get him back. Mm-hmm. He got him back for his biceps prank. He so, body slammed him. No, no. So you know Arnie was going to the gym at 5.30 every morning, right? Mm-hmm. So what Jesse did is he got there at like 5.15, and then he poured water over himself at the gym just before Arnie arrived, making <laughs> it look like he'd been working out longer than he usually did. <laughs> So Arnold resolved to begin his workouts even sooner and started arriving at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> if, if only if only Ventura had gotten wind of that and always showed up like 10 minutes before him, no matter when Arnold Schwarzenegger resolved well, to show up. <laughs> so I actually cut this down because of that, but that's actually what he did. <laughs> he would see when he would, when he would come in, and then he would go just a little bit earlier, and then Arnold would go earlier. <laughs> And then Ventura would come in a little bit earlier, and then Arnie would go early. It's until Arnie started coming at 4 a.m. Oh my goodness! I love, like, I love the idea that these guys aren't sleeping because they're going in to try to outdo each other in the gym. And Ventura's not even working out for part of the time; he's just showing up. 
And, oh, and yeah. just just to add to this crazy like um, testosterone that this movie is, Sonny Landham, who played Billy, mm-hmm. was apparently kind of a hothead and enjoyed mm-hmm. partying, right? <laughs> His reputation was so bad that the studio's insurance company refused to insure the production unless a bodyguard was hired to protect other people from Sonny. So basically, this guy just followed Sonny around, making sure that he didn't get into fights. <laughs> I, I can't help. It seems to me like, you know, maybe this ha- sent the wrong message to good old yeah. Sonny here. Yeah, like, exactly. Maybe you should hire someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just hiring him handlers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Uh, Gotta bring in referees next. So what What it was really sort of fascinating, too, is, and I didn't realize this, was this was McTiernan's first big studio gig. Mm-hmm. This was like his, I mean, he had one smaller movie before this, but with Pierce Brosnan, randomly, by the way. Mm. Um, but... Uh, but this was like the first one we had like a, a real budget and everything. I mean, this basically launched his career. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just some funny stuff that he's got here. Um, so here's a McTiernan quote. There was a studio executive who kept giving me shit that I wasn't getting enough shots of the barrels of guns. He wanted gun <laughs> pornography. It was terrible. <laughs> Finally, I got mad and I said, all right. I will give you a gun scene that ends all gun scenes. I will give you so much gun <laughs> pornography that you just don't need anymore. So, enter Bill Duke. Exactly. Ex- exactly. Enter Bill Duke. And he's like, I'll handle that for you. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so another McTiernan quote that I think you and I kind of clearly agree with quote, as soon as the audience knows that it's a computer-generated effect, you're in storybook land. It's not a movie anymore. It's no longer real to them. The audience drops out. So while I've always used some computer effects, I tried to hide them. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that kind of goes along with what what we feel. It, it very much does, our preferences. Which sort of makes sense as to why, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but I love John McTiernan movies, typically. Not yeah, um, film about Predator. I hadn't thought of him before, you know, watching this one. And uh, just for it, you know, if anybody doesn't know, just Die Hard off the top of Die Hard, The Hunt for Red October, directed. Hunt for Red October, absolutely. Yep. And then others that I can't think of right now. Yeah, I, I, those are the ones I think of right away. But yeah, I I know that I enjoy his movies. There's definitely another one that uh, that I really liked, but I can't think of it right now. Oh, so, Predator. Oh, wait, that's that's what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> I like it because he, he also did Die Hard with a Vengeance, so he just wasn't there yeah. for Die Hard 2, which Rennie Harlan was, which we already talked about in Cliffhanger. And then they were like, no, we need John McTiernan back, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that was like a Bruce Willis thing. Maybe Bruce was like, well, if I'm going to do it again, I want McTiernan back. That might actually be it. That's like actually a reasonable <laughs> explanation, and I don't like it because this movie should not have any reasonable explanation involved, even with other <laughs> movies. <laughs> well, I'll give you my last potent notable, um, and I just because I think it's kind of funny. Um, you know the part where Arnold uh, gets the guy with a machete and sticks him into the wall, right? And <laughs> yeah. says, "Stick around." It's a stick around. <laughs> that was an ad lib. <laughs> I just love that that is an ad lib. Stick around. 
I love that they kept it. They were like, yes, Arnold, that is exactly what you should be saying. That's what we need in this moment. And Arnold was like, oh, I have more. Not necessarily (laughs) in this movie, but I have more. Really, he was just waiting. He's biding his time until Batman and Robin. All right, well, that was the end of my Poet Notables. Now it's time to get into uh, the movie overview. So one more time, I'm going to tell our listeners there are many spoilers upcoming, okay? If you hadn't noticed, there were spoilers that just happened throughout this whole Poet Notables thing, (laughs) Um, but even more so coming up. So you've been warned. All right, so let's just start from the movie starting off, right? They're coming in on the helicopter. So right away, I'm thinking about how John McTiernan didn't even... Oh, I forgot this potent notable. I do have one more potent notable, uh, and it goes along with the beginning of this. Apparently, John McTiernan had no idea that this opening space scene happened. (laughs) Really? Yeah. He was like... How did they they add that without his knowledge? So they added it in post-production about a week before the movie went out. <laughs> Goodness gracious. He's in the theater like, uh, uh, what movie did I walk into, please? Yeah, he was just like, oh. Well, he was watching like, he was like it was like the 30th anniversary or something, and, mm-hmm. and he, he was watching it, and he was like, oh, I don't, I don't remember this. <laughs> um, it's actually funny you say that, because I always forget that, that I had forgotten, I should say. I forgot I always it too. forget, and... I, I was like, oh, I guess we're right in space, right at the beginning here, and I did not remember that being the case. But all yeah, right. I you know I almost feel like I, I don't know. I guess I don't really know why they do that. Well, I, I mean, I, I get it. I get why they do it, but I also am like, man, it's too bad. It sort of t- I don't know takes away from it a little bit. I think we can get into it, but I actually think it's a really good decision. Um, John McTiernan might disagree, but. Um, and it does also sort of draw a p- parallel immediately to because we go from like that pod or something being dropped out onto Earth. Oh, yeah. Well, and then it's to a helicopter. Immediately to the helicopter, which is bringing in the American, you know, fucking, mil- well, I don't know, whatever they are, military yeah. needs. Much well, yeah, sense. no, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, and of course, Arnie's like they, they land and everybody gets out and Arnie's just hanging back, smoking a stogie. Yeah, you know, it actually reminds me of the the other competitive stuff you were saying because everybody looks cool in that helicopter, but Arnold has to look the coolest. Right, exactly. That's exactly what I thought. And uh, can we just talk about the music throughout? The score of this is just ridiculous. I actually don't remember it. I really? just watched it, but I don't it's remember. So epic. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. It's a very action movie from the time, it would seem. And then we get straight to the gratuitous bicep shot. Oh, oh! Immediately, I, it's it's hilarious how quickly <laughs> we jump right into it. Like this movie is actually kind of gay, and I yeah. mean that in a very positive way. I'm I'm very for it. I'm here for it, as they say. It's just that it's it's immediate, and that bicep <laughs> shot is like I always forget how gratuitous it is because it's not just look at how big these guys' biceps are. It like lingers on yeah. this. Yeah. We're like we're like watching. It's like close up. On They're having a, for a like, mid-air arm wrestling match. Yeah, and that's the other thing is that the arm wrestling match aspect is a little strange, but that's okay. Yeah. Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and you know he says the "you son of a bitch" kind of awkwardly, don't you think? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, he's Arnie. He says a lot of things awkwardly. More awkwardly. How about that? <laughs> and I also, I've also always enjoyed his uh, the way he's dressed at the beginning there because he's got like a Ralph Lauren polo shirt on. 
I know, he's like, I know. here I am in the jungle, but I look amazing. I'm in the jungle, baby. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, and then that midair arm arm wrestling match is bizarre, and that's okay. But it's bizarre, and like the the general is like standing there just watching them, like yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like yeah, this is this is yep. Arm wrestle boys, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like, gentlemen, this is the army, not the navy. I also like that, like, so now they've, they're talking to the general, general's telling them what, like, what the mission is, and then, you know, Dylan comes up and is like, yeah, I'm going too. <laughs> and then, and then Arnold, to the general, right, because they're in the military, yeah. you know my team always works alone. <laughs> what? <laughs> I get to dictate that, apparently. Yeah. I love the idea that a military member would tell a general that his team works alone. And also no. it's such like an action movie trope that people quote work alone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay. So they're trying to show that Billy is stoic, right? Mm. The native American guy, which and, it would uh, seem the actor was not, but that's okay. Yeah. No kidding. Right. Um, but like, did they, have to use such crude jokes <laughs> like I, you know i i don't i'm not like it's i guess it's fine but it's just i just mine's as big as a house yeah <laughs> I just, um yeah like, that one's that's like a jarring joke right in the beginning of the movie yeah speaking of like we get immediately into the bicep porn we also immediately get like it's a lot like they're in a helicopter, so they're not just chatting out of nowhere, but like, hey, here's a crude joke. Yeah. And uh and then like and then Jesse Ventura's like slack jawed, you know, homophobic yeah. slur. I'm like, yeah. what? My goodness. I didn't realize how crude it was right from the start. It's only turned into an, an old southern lady. My my work. <laughs> this is just a little strange. I wanted to mention though, before I forget, because I'm gonna forget, the guy who tells the the suggestive jokes, which is entirely vagina-based humor. That's and Shane Black. Shane Black, and also entirely large vagina-based humor. It's right. not just vagina. He has two jokes, and they're both about gigantic vaginas. Very strange preoccupation on his part. <laughs> but Shane Black himself uh, ended up directing and uh, participating in some, some, some good action movies. Just wanted to mention that. Because I did not realize it was the same Shane Black until basically tonight. I was like, "Wait, is this the, is this Shane Black? Shane Black?" And I was like, "Fuck, it is." Well, let me tell you the um, there was a potent, notable, worthy thing about Shane Black, but I just felt like I had too many. So Shane Black was actually hired for this movie. This was after he had penned Lethal Weapon. Mm -hmm. So they hired him for this movie. They were like, "Okay, you can be an actor," but the main reason that we're having you on this movie is because we want you to do rewrites if needed. <laughs> and then he refused, so they killed his character off. <laughs> Which well, there is there's, just there's hilarious to me. There's a chain of events. Um, uh, unless, unless, unless there's some dispute about exactly why they killed his character off, that it's just waiting for us to uncover. So... It seems like uh, Carl Weathers and Jesse, the body Ventura, don't like each other, <laughs> which I just mm. thought was just it's it it had a very like a, a wrestling bad guy versus good guy vibe to it. You it, know? it did. <laughs> the cool thing that McTiernan said, um, which it stuck with me while I was watching this movie, is that he said, you know, I filmed this 
the way my 14-year-old self would have wanted to see it. I filmed this for 14-year-old boys. Well, it's funny because it's R-rated, but... um, (laughs) He's like, well, what did I want when I was a 14-year-old boy? Things I wasn't allowed to see. That's what I wanted. Right. And, you know, and it's it makes sense, right? Because everybody's got gigantic guns and everybody's gigantic, like... Gigantic pushy, pussies, you know? Just... <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they're all acting, like, ridiculously macho and everything. Mm. Um, I just... And I, I came back to the music again as they're, <laughs> as they're, like, going through the jungle after they've landed and everything. Um, I just, I, I, what I wrote was, I can't decide if I really like it or I think it's really ridiculous. I think it's probably some of both. I also couldn't help but feel like, oh, of course, of course, the Native American is an excellent tracker and the one who is first thinking something is fishy, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to get like too judgmental about it because it was the olden days. And by the olden days, I mean, 1987 or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but it definitely felt a little like, really, he's got to be like, they were one, like, you know, flute on the track away from being like, just beyond <laughs> I know, I know. Well, okay, well, he's obviously communing with the spirits or some shit. I think it was the actor who played Chakotay on Deep Space, uh, not Deep Space Nine, on uh, Star Trek Voyager, who was like, why is there always, like, flute music playing when my character is having a moment? (laughs) Um, Like, why can't he just be a guy? um, Yeah, exactly. But actually, I liked the character of Billy. I did, too. Despite the the questionable racism. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. You know, I will say though, like, uh, I suppose if it's if there's going to be like a stereotype, um, it's not. It's 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 a nice one, yeah. <laughs> and and they do make it seem like it's really important. You know, like it's mm-hmm. a valuable skill. Yeah, it's not like he, you know, some he's, he's the he's the first reason that they know that you know something is fishy. Right. Exactly. Up something's predatory um <laughs> they do build good tension here no fantastic too. tension i mean so, we'll get to that i guess probably but yeah and he shows like you know like what they're going up against and everything so mm-hmm. um you know i i was curious if you're watching it for the first time and listener if you're watching along at this point maybe you can <laughs> tell us um <laughs> with no also, knowledge of this movie also are you what part are you at it oh, hasn't we, been that long, so yeah, we're we're only we're still early on. We're we're just getting to the village, right? <laughs> oh, okay. are you are you thinking they're being tracked? Like, so so I'm curious if like you're seeing the infrared stuff, right? That the predator that they're cutting to with the predator. Mm-hmm. But are you like, if you know nothing of this movie and you're mm-hmm. watching them being tracked, do you think it's the gorillas that are tracking them? You know, that's a good, that's a good question. I'm just curious. And actually, that's why I think the uh, spaceship dropping off scene at the beginning works so well, because I think if they don't have that there and you're just getting this like infrared heat vision, like obviously quite high tech. It's like I feel like the viewer would end up being like, what the fuck am I looking at? Who is this? And like, I get that you want to be that you want to have some mystery and confusion around it. It's just too like, why is there suddenly something insanely high-tech when we've already talked about the fact that there's really only, like, gorillas? And, like, there's a line about how where they even get a rocket launcher from. So I just well, feel like it would be too out of nowhere. Yeah, but then they do sort of explain that, too. Um, That's true, yeah. But, uh, you know, 
so then they, they get to the village, right? And they're deciding what they're going to do. They see the, the hostage get shot in the head, which, Sam, cold. That was abrupt, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and and then, uh, you know, they're just, like, waiting around to make their move, right? And apparently the gorillas are just going to leave that truck running for the rest of eternity. <laughs> it's just always running. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know why, but all right. They seem to be using its power something, I guess, but... They also didn't yeah. notice when he stopped it, when he stopped the, when he cut the, you know, the belt. Yeah. I I mean, so, you know, this is where, like, um, they start, they're, like, sneaking in, you know, they're doing their thing. And and then Arnie's just like, fuck this. And he lifts up the truck. <laughs> he just lifts the back of the truck up and is like, there uh, it goes. Um, like, actually, what I want to do is blow everyone up. Forget the sneaking stuff. <laughs> what I thought, which I thought was kind of pretty counterintuitive, right? Because you're trying to save hostages, so you're just going to perhaps blow up careless. the whole village. I'm, I'm not careless. sure he did the proper reconnaissance. I don't, I'm not sure he reconnoitered exactly as much as you should have. Did he know there weren't hostages in that building that he drove that that the that he essentially <laughs> sent the explosives truck into? Because I'm not, I don't remember him checking that out. No, right. I don't think he did. Which is funny. Because he's like, I only do rescue mission. All right, just a terrible <laughs> Arnold. But no, I, I only... like that. That's the thing. That was awesome. <laughs> that was incredible. Uh, I o- I'll do my I'll do my Jesse Ventura if you do that one for the entire okay. rest of the podcast. No, I'm not doing that. Um, You're not doing that. I'm gonna <laughs> mostly because I enjoy doing this. So, yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, that's none of that. Anyway. <laughs> well, I enjoy the Jesse Ventura, but I just Me like... too. <laughs> um, How sustainable is this, though? No, it's, it's really not. Very... That's why I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they. but I just think it's funny because he's like, I only do rescue missions, you know? I don't I do not do these types of missions. He says this to Carl Weathers later. Yeah, but then he, then he murders but all But he's people. just like fucking killing everybody. I'm like, yeah. you don't do these types of missions except you just blew up a whole village for no reason. That's... That actually really worked against the character for me, and yeah. I was thinking that at the time because I was like, "We're supposed to be setting him up as like a good, good guy, I guess. Like he doesn't want to kill innocents, and he just wants to like do good stuff or whatever." And yeah. then he just kills this entire camp. And um, do you're in a. Um, I mean, I get why they do, the the whole camp scene is just to establish that these guys are like badasses. You yeah, know? but you can do that without blowing up a building. Right, yet with I'm with you. I'm with. <laughs> I'm with you're, you. Have you you've seen the uh, James Gunn Suicide Squad, right? Uh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. The most the recent one, yeah, yeah, the yep. most recent one. It reminds me of a scene in that where they where they're like going into the camp. Actually, it's a camp of gorillas, and they're just indiscriminately murdering everyone, including Peacemaker and uh, oh, Peter Selma's yeah. character, having a contest to see who can kill more people. And then it turns out that they were the good guys, and they're like, oh. It reminded me of that, where I was like, are they even sure who they're killing here? Yeah, right. That's a good point. <laughs> so I actually kind of wondered, is like, is that like a direct correlation between, not necessarily like, I'm making this scene in Answer to Predator, which is, you know. Maybe he did. Movie. It might have been what he was thinking of. You never know. Maybe. But anyway, I, just, I was like, that's a, this is quite the um, action movie cliche where they're just, all right, guns blazing, boys. I know, yeah, and like, Jesse Ventura's shooting a freaking rail gun. I mean, yeah, like, seriously. That was, talk about overkill. Like, I feel like he could have gone with the smaller arms to begin with. He's like, yeah. no, nothing about these arms are small. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny this stuff. Is, 
This is and then I, so in that. the so this goes back to what you were saying about uh, the first time you hear the people there, you hear Spanish, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was in the background, but all of a sudden I hear Stoeta. This is after like the firing starts happening, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait, that's Russian. Where, where are we? Because I forgot yeah. that there was a Russian element to this. Yeah. Because that means what's this in Russian? Stoeta. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you and Bill Duke's character are both figuring out that hey, there's there's something more going on here. Yeah, I actually had a little bit of trouble following along with some of the developments that we were getting at this point because they would come to Arnold Schwarzenegger and be like, "Something else is going on here, boss. They're doing this, that, or the other thing. It doesn't fit up." And I'm like, I was just having trouble, really. Like, wait, what is happening now? But maybe that's where you're supposed to be. Maybe you're supposed to be just kind of confused. Well, yeah, you're. I think you're meant to be confused. I think you're just. I think you're all you're meant to do is be like, so okay, something's going on where it's mm-hmm. not just gorillas and it's not. It's clearly not some you know ambassador or whatever the cabinet minister. You know, there's there's something deeper here, right? That, that story felt flimsy at the beginning. Oh, I got already. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's just like pointing it out, right? So they mm-hmm. they didn't need to give you too much to con- you're they're just basically confirming your suspicions at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. That makes sense. Um, but let's just talk about stick around, stick around, <laughs> because what I didn't so I was like waiting for that part because I had seen I had seen it was an ad lib, so I was like ah ad lib, and then <laughs> like two seconds later, knock knock, you know, <laughs> also good. I, Come I, on, Artie. I like to imagine that Arnie did the stick around first and then they were like, Oh, we're going to keep that in. It was fun. And then he kept trying to do more. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I've got more. Knock, knock. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> get it. Cause I'm knocking on the door. <laughs> um, it's like, because he's not, cause I knocked. Actually. So, and then, and then they did acknowledge the language like we were talking about, but, uh, then we get probably the most macho line of any movie ever. Right. <laughs> and it's spoken by Jesse Ventura. Of course. And I, I actually love that they had Shane Black there to react to it. <laughs> because I think it makes it a better line, right? Because mm-hmm. he just so he goes, I ain't got time to bleed, you know, yeah. which is just <laughs> ridiculous, right? Yeah. But then Shane just looks at him as like, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, sure. You have time to move? <laughs> yeah, I like the follow-up to that was, was funny. All right, well, all right, big guy. But, uh, yeah, no, that, like, line was actually so macho. It, like, almost, it almost didn't feel like it belonged to me because it was, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? And we gave it to him? Like, yeah, you yeah. say so. I, I mean, I actually, I enjoyed Jesse's delivery of it and everything. I mean, it's, I don't think that it, it is goes as well as, if Shane isn't there to like comment on how ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Otherwise it takes, it's a little too serious, like an attempt at, at badassery. Right. Exactly. Um, then we go back to Arnie and he's arguing with Dylan. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, my men are not expendable, you know, mm. which I thought was ironic because he ends up in the expendables franchise. I know <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's odd. Um, and I, I also enjoy how, like, Arnold is, or Dutch, is like, I don't do this walk. They don't do this kind of walk, you know? And I'm like, that's not how the military works. You, you don't go, I don't, I don't do this stuff. 
No, he's it's an like, independent contractor. Yeah. He gets uh, to he, pick what he jobs he wants to do. He is. Yeah. Well, who's going to tell him he isn't? I, you know, and it's funny. I remember... So I remember watching this for the first the first time when I was a kid and thinking like that it took a long time to get Billy to laugh, mm-hmm. you know, but it's really just two jokes, <laughs> which is good because he had he had run out of large vagina based humor by that yeah. point. He was like, this is my last one. It better. I hope it works. <laughs> I don't have any more after this. I, I, I also I think that Carl Weathers character, first of all. I have to say, his character just was it really pissed me off throughout most of the movie. But yeah. uh, he's also he does a good job of showing how much of an ego his character has, you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he uh, he like gets so embarrassed when the girl gets away. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's actually a good the way he did it was uh, like a good choice, um, at continuing to establish kind of how annoying his character is. Yeah, you know, in my memory, the character was, like, much cooler than he actually is. Yeah. Yeah, I was, exactly. I, I was surprised that, like, I don't want to say he screws up, but, you know, he's kind of a jerk, and he kind of, he can't just watch this chick. And, like, he sends, he sends, I think, Poncho after her instead of going after her himself. Yeah, exactly. And then the Predator kills Poncho. Yeah. Well, he kills whoever Shane Black is. That's the first one yeah. who dies. So Hawkins, yeah. I think. Hawkins, yeah. Um. And, you know, then you almost get kind of an impression like the Predator's kind of virtuous, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he's protecting the little lady there. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was, I couldn't help but I was, it was a surprisingly engaging movie. Mm-hmm. I remember really enjoying it as a kid, but I didn't know if it would hold up. But at this point in the movie, I'm like, wow, I'm like really engaged. I was sort of surprised at how like into it I was, you know? Well, yeah, um, I, I think that goes a long way. Um, the aspect of it that that kept me engaged was the uh, building tension, like you mentioned. Yeah. So I wanted to bring that back up where it's like it actually was quite suspenseful. Yeah. It was I mean, I know there's, there's a lot of action, but there's also a lot of them being tracked through the jungle, which is like kind of claustrophobic and, and eerie. And, yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of it was quite eerie. It was interesting. And that's where actually I think Billy's character actually worked. Um right. despite being a bit of a racist caricature. But like they acknowledge that like, hey, Billy isn't the type of person to get scared about stuff. So what's he scared about? And that yeah. like, So it, it's kinda it's a little lazy as far as the stereotype goes, but it does work to have like when these big tough guys are scared. Well, you know, and the thing is is like you sort of needed to have that type of character. Mm-hmm. So um you know, I guess if you're going to have that type of character, it's kind of nice that you did choose an actual Native American person to do it. Yeah. Um, so instead of just some white guy. Yeah. So I guess there's that. Um, but uh, I was I was disappointed that Jesse Ventura was the next one to go. I well, forgot no, actually, he, was, he died so quickly. I'm like, ah, I, w- I was enjoying his character. I would have liked to see him longer. I uh, didn't enjoy him quite as much just because he was so so Jesse Ventura but I I also <laughs> forgot that he was that he died so quickly I thought that he was like I thought he survived all the way to like basically the point Billy survives so I kind of remember him being in a lot more yeah me too and I also was a little off put I suppose because I did not really pick up on Mac and um what's his name Bane Kane Blaine Blaine 
Um, I did not pick up on them being quite as close as Mac acts like after that. <laughs> I agree with you. I th- I thought it was kind of like, all right, Mac, you know? Yeah. Sort of came out little... of nowhere. Yeah, like, I saw that they had that scene where they were talking, but, like, they say, like, one thing for each other in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> so I just didn't feel like that big a deal. But, yeah, I'm a, I agree. I'm a, but that's all right. Yeah, uh, no, 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 I mean... I get it. I, I will say so. There, there's two Mac scenes, right, where he's like mourning the loss, mm-hmm. and the first one is kind of touching, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second one is really overacting. <laughs> yeah, a bit much. A bit much. Yeah. Do you mean the one where the you one like, where like, I mean, where moon and... he's talking to the moon and shit? Yeah. It's like, okay, like you're you're going a little far here, guy. Like, are you like? Because I can only assume that he's usually a pretty steady presence. Otherwise, they wouldn't bring him on these missions. Yeah, I it was. I thought that was really bizarre. Um, but so after Blaine dies, this is when mm-hmm. we have. I, I at least that would be my guess. This is the gun scene to end all gun scenes. Right? Yeah, yeah, this because the Mac gun picks up the scene. yeah he picks up the 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 minigun or whatever it is and just decides to unload and yeah <laughs> like are these are these trained military professionals because like do any of them even know something's there because I, they're all just like and it felt like guys were just pouring out of the jungle like oh wait we're shooting at something well, I want to shoot too yeah. just, <laughs> just like to empty all of their magazines all in the same I'm like what a ring. waste of bullets you know for like, real. And I get um, that, that that was, like, for the later line when he says, I know if we put that many rounds into anything on Earth, it would not survive. But, like, they could have done that better than losing all of their ammunition yeah. all at once. Well, I hope there wasn't any actual wildlife there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you can just see the jungle, like, being disintegrated before the, with that. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, there's no jungle here anymore because they just turned it into a fucking wasteland. But, all right. So then, uh, you know, then you see the blood, which was made from glow stick gel. <laughs> it really was. Uh, kind of funny. So I'm, I was like, oh, too bad she didn't point it out to anyone. Like, yeah. why would you just keep that to yourself? Yeah. Um, Again, in my memory, they saw it there. And that's me when too. I was thinking the same line. thing. And I mean, like, it's just, it was a missed opportunity for the mm-hmm. characters. Which the fact that I was feeling that strongly about it made me think like, well, I guess I'm I'm pretty engaged with this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so and then like we get move a little bit further on, and, and all of a sudden now the girl has like, what's going on? Like she took her jacket off or something? Like she's mm-hmm. super sexy all of a sudden. <laughs> like you get like the side boob, her boobs almost coming out of the side of the tank top. I'm like, whoa. No, you're at. You're absolutely right, and I, uh, you know, I wasn't really primed to notice that, but I did notice it, and I don't remember what she was wearing before that. Right, but me you're either. Right. I'm like, did what happened here? Yeah, some, something's different because suddenly she's Rachel Vice, you know, in the boat scene out of nowhere. <laughs> suddenly right. we have to edit out her nips. Like, what happened? <laughs> and it, it, it does, it, you know, it also helps that she's the only you know woman in the movie. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just like Rachel Vice. Although, um, although, exactly. That's the, the the mummy almost chose her to sacrifice, but she was in a different <laughs> continent. Um, 
But, uh, and actually, you know, this is unrelated, but I actually really liked the fact that there was no hint whatsoever of any romance between any of them and her. Yeah, I agree. Because it's clearly not the situation for it, but I still feel like they would, they might ram that. A bad action movie would have added that in. It would have, and I liked the fact that none of them were particularly violent toward her in any way, that they wouldn't be toward a male prisoner. I also liked that. Because again, I could have seen it going that way. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, even pleased. even Hawkins when he's going to bring her back, he's yeah. just like, "Please, you know, like, yeah, you please just come with me." Yeah, I don't want to have to whatever, but yeah, uh, it seemed a tasteful decision, frankly. Yeah, I I know I liked it, and then so soon after this, we've soon after you know, sexy lady appears. Um, (laughs) It's the same lady as before, but but now she's incredibly sexy. Um, So soon after that is when we, you know, when we get the whole, like, Billy's afraid. Why is Billy afraid? You know? Um, And then there's like this epic line from Billy and it's delivered like perfectly. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I actually can't totally remember, but I'm seeing like his, his face while he delivers it. So I know what you mean. He just he's he just is like we're all gonna die. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's like whoa, mm-hmm. that's not the thing you want to hear <laughs> from yeah. that guy. Um, no, yeah, and uh, I don't really know much about the actor who plays Billy, but like you said, he it's hard. I think it's hard to deliver a real stoic line like that again. We've talked about this multiple times. Yeah, and not have it come off as stupid, but like the quiet, almost dignified way he says it really nails it. Although yeah. that is that is a little bit more of like that you know Native Americans all have to be quiet and dignified. <laughs> I know. <laughs> setting that aside, remembering that it's 1987. Right. It's still an epically delivered line. It's still very regardless cool. of the the you know caricature. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then then this is when we get to Max. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, gay fantasy <laughs> romance scene. Maybe that was it. He forgot to confess his love. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. I just was like, "What? What are we doing here? This is." <laughs> yeah, Mac this is really so just, over the top. Mac descends into over or ascends into over the top kind of quickly. It's funny too because I feel like you know they hired Ventura because he was a a vet and huge, right? Yeah. They yeah. hired Arnie because, well, you know, he's Arnie. And then you hire Shane Black to do rewrites. You hire <laughs> Sonny because he's Native American and also kind of wild. Um, and then you hire hire Carl Weathers because he's a big, big fucker, right? <laughs> um, and then I think you hire Bill Duke because you think he's going to be – he's big, but he's also an actor, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's going to be – that's why you give him this part. And I'm like – I think Arnie would have done a better job with this. Yeah, the, I don't know. I often when an actor I actually like gives an unnerving or part of a performance, I sort of wonder if the director didn't give them some strange, some strange directions, or if the editor was like, "We'll use the wacky take." He's not <laughs> representative of his actual overall performance at all. But <laughs> we'll use the wacky take. But That's I, uh, I, uh, I feel like. Um, they really wanted to emphasize his like suddenly being crazy. Cause like of how they frame his eyes all the time after yeah. this point, he looks fucking insane out of nowhere. <laughs> and he seems pretty calm and collected before that. That's a good point. I, I actually didn't 
think about that, but you're right. I kept, I kept noticing how, like, intense his eyes were staring at everything, and I was like, what the fuck happened here? Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I, was, I was noticing that he'd gone crazy, right? Because I think mm-hmm. he, they were showing that he was scared, right? Mm-hmm. And also angry, like scared and angry. But you're yeah. right, to have that scene where he's, like, talking to the moon where he's not either of those things mm-hmm. seems kind of jarring to go from, I'm going to, you know, I'm terrified, so I'm going to spray millions of bullets into the jungle mm-hmm. to, I miss you, my good friend, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, please put your dick back in me, um, <laughs> to, I'm a crazy psychopath, and I killed a boar. Yeah. <laughs> and that boar scene was kind of strange, too. It was a bit yeah. out of nowhere. And, like, I feel like we all had to know immediately that he was something other than the predator. But Well, I think that they show the blood flying in the air to show that it's not the same That blood. it's not the predator, yeah. Um, completely unrelated, just want to say, Bill Duke, just looked him up. Born in Poughkeepsie, New York. Hey, all right. <laughs> he just went up in my book. Um, who knew? He's 79 years old and still, I guess, with us. And um, just other coincidental, uh, John McTiernan, born in Albany, New York. This is like an all-upstate right. affair. Except nice. for everyone else. That's awesome. I didn't know he was born in Albany. That's cool. Yeah, um, so who knew? Um, let's see. Hold on. Let's see where the Predator was born. Predator. Oh, he's not a person. So Schwarzenegger was born in Austria. I thought it was going to be Albany again. Oh, man. I had no idea. That one, that one really threw me off. I really had no idea. <laughs> Where he was from, um, but I, where was the where was the boar born? Let's see. And where was the Austrian born? Um, the so I did think this part was kind of funny, right? Because they she finally like is like I found his blood, mm-hmm. right? And Arnie is like this is this is a good thing because if it bleeds we can kill it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, that's actually a good line. It didn't bother yeah. me in the slightest. But what I did think was funny was that it killed the guy who said he didn't have time to bleed. So just, <laughs> that's that's a delightful little because little irony you found there. Well, because you know, if you if it bleeds, you can kill it. But if if it's a guy who doesn't have time to bleed, you would think, you know, by logic, then he I couldn't mean, be killed. Well, that's why he shot him directly through the torso. Yeah, and it just and exploded Jesse him. Yep, that he's the only way he could get him. That's he knew. He was like, I can't bleed him to death. He doesn't have time for that. Despite the fact that he does have time for it, given that they're not doing anything else. And I, I didn't understand like when they finally found out the blood, why why didn't they go back to the to where the guy was killed and try to track the blood? That would be a good you see, that's why it would make sense for her to have pointed it out quickly. Right. So, so that they could actually do that if they'd wanted. Right. And also, she, she didn't really show them the blood. It might have been helpful for them to know that it's fluorescent green. Yeah, no red. kidding. <laughs> There's a serious flaw in uh, in this hunter. Yeah, because she just mentions it, and they're like, oh, cool. There's blood. I'm glad. Yeah. And she's like, oh, wait, also. I, I think the only reason they didn't do that is because she it wasn't revealed that she could speak English back when she found the blood. Right. And they wanted to do that weird reveal about how she speaks English, even though it's not actually that surprising. Well, so the next thing I wrote is Carl Weathers' character is really fucking annoying. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then the next thing I wrote is, um, why is Mac using his sweat to shave? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a great, great point. It's the second time he does it, too. I don't know if you noticed that he does it the first time when they're in the chopper. I didn't. 
I didn't notice yeah. again. I noticed, I was like, what is he doing back there? And he's fucking shaving? Like, what a relaxing <laughs> activity, I guess, to take out your big disposable razor. Uh, so, I just, you know, Carl Weathers was really, like, wearing on me. I was like, why, why is he so fucking negative? Like, he's against everything. He's against everything. And he can speak Spanish, apparently, but he needs Poncho to oh, yeah, sure. translate, apparently, but then also disagree with Poncho's translation. I, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, like, why are you, why are you being just weird? Like, cause he's like, like, that's not what she said. And then he never says what he thinks she says. He's so. like, what she said doesn't make any sense. It's like, well then fuck. I was, stop. I was like waiting for that to, to hear what the, what, what, what his sense. interpretation of it was. Yeah. Yeah. But no, he just has to say that and then move on. And I, I'm kind of with you on, I re- I remember Carl Weathers being better in this movie. Like being like more of a, leader. more likable. Yeah. yeah. Not like because I actually think his acting was was. was oh good. yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying he was bad. It's yeah. just the character is like fucking, yeah, the character like, is fucking annoying, and I and then, like I knew he was gonna have a redemption, but mm-hmm. like I was just like really excited for him to die. Like, get <laughs> Can't we say he's not in this movie anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Can we get um, Jesse Ventura back instead? <laughs> Seriously. Can we trade. Um, so then. Um, you know, now they're like, okay, we all need to get the f out of here, right? Mm. You know, we're being hunted. I think we're uh, past past that point, but yeah, yeah. And uh, so this is the first, you know, get to the chopper, <laughs> right? Which I, I forgot like, was from this movie initially. I don't know. The For only reason, reason I... that I remembered that it was from this movie is because of doing the research. Yeah, I, was I don't like, know oh, what movie I thought it one? was from, but I I think I thought it was from something else. I don't know what. I think that you know I why? thought it was like True Lies because of you know. She's like because he's like hanging from the helicopter. From the helicopter, and yeah. he says you're fired. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to find out that every last one of these lines of his is ad libbed, and he was. I'd love to find out that he was constantly forcing them. And, and like he'd get catchphrases. Yep, and he'd get like one out of a hundred, like actually left in the movie, and they're like, fine, that one's that one's acceptable. The rest were not. Well, I've got a good one for the Terminator. Whenever we get there. Oh, we'll get there eventually, yeah. Um, so, so I, I, but what was weird though is I, I like heard him say, "Get to the chopper," and I was like, I just, I remember it being bigger than that, like more. Yeah, it's just he's he says it once and he kind of yells it, but it's not like it's not as big, right? When people like mock it, it's like a really shouted and big statement, but no. Yeah. Well, so then. So to, to your point from earlier, the next thing I wrote is Max lost his mind. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, and then I, and then the next thing I wrote was because I wrote Max lost his mind, and the next thing I wrote was, well, now it's literal. <laughs> it was all foreshadowing about how Max actually loses his mind in it that gets brain shot, gets shot out of his head. skull. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, We're man, that's a gruesome that kill. Yeah. Um, and then, so then, you know, then the predator kills Billy, but we don't actually ever see the predator kill Billy. No, we just we just hear him yell. Yeah, and I actually feel like that's a missed opportunity, because in my like when I'm watching this, I actually f- believed that Billy could have put up a fight against the predator. I, of like kinda, all the people there, I felt yeah. that way. I kind of thought that he was going to like give them a lot of time to get away because like you know he traps him on that bridge and like he's gonna die, but like he actually yeah. holds the predator there for a minute. Right, that's and what I was thinking. 
And I thought it was also like really trying to explicitly establish that the predator kind of meets you on your own terms. Like I thought it was trying to show that like, if you have only have a melee weapon, the predator will usually kill you with his melee Wolverine claws or something, but we don't see. So I don't know if that's the case or not. (laughs) And I just, I feel like he deserved a better death scene than he got. Then off camera. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, you know, then we get to the gigantic gun that Arnie has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and, you know, and he's, and then now he's fighting the, the Predator. And then he goes, get to the chopper! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there it is. There's yeah, the there's... epic line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I presume she does. We kind of lose track of her at that point. Yeah. And actually, Carl Weathers has died at this point. We forgot. Oh, yeah. Well, which I which I only mentioned because I thought it was funny. Most of the movie that he was dual wielding his weird like semi auto whatever whatever's I don't know what kind of guns those are. <laughs> I don't know if you can notice. I'm not really a gun person. Guns. Yeah, he's like he has two of them, right? Yeah. And I was like, how convenient, given that his right hand gets blown off because he still's got the left one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I Although you know, and I know that this was like his redemption arc. Mm-hmm. And I as a kid, I remember like. Yeah, he did it. You know, he like he finally like really came around. Yeah. But watching it this time, I was still just like, nah, not enough. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really actually accomplish much. Yeah, he did not do much of a redemption. He just was like, here's my sacrifice, and didn't end up particularly mattering. No yeah. offense. And then now Arnie's like getting away, right? He's been hurt mm-hmm. and he's running away, and he, he's going down these waterfalls. I mean, these are like some pretty huge falls that he, he yeah, for real. falls off a cliff like 90 feet into the water and then he goes over a giant waterfall and then another one. Yeah, I remember like, thinking at the time, I hope he doesn't have to get back to the chick because I don't know where she is at this point. Yeah, really. I mean, they what I'm hoping them. for him is like, you know, for the actor, like how many takes did that have? <laughs> yeah. know, the, the stuntman, like I hope that was just a one take. They're like, all right, um, climb back up. We need another one. Yeah. It is a different angle of you going over the fucking highest waterfall on Earth. Uh, I will say that the way that they have Dutch Arnold discover that the Predator is using infrared is actually mm-hmm. pretty cool. That's it's, like it, such a badass scene. It's a very cool scene. It's very, uh, very visually striking the way he's he's huddled there and like looking up, obviously scared, but also putting it all together. Yeah. And it's, it's, what per- I, it's perhaps a little much that he has to like take the mud off of himself and look at it on his own hands, but they're trying to visually cue to us that he understands it's the mud. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, we're in the final showdown here. Uh, I don't want to get too much into that either mm-hmm. because I know we're going to talk about it, but I did love the idea that he made this like shitty bow and arrow fight <laughs> the predator. Yeah, you know, I don't think making those is as easy as all that. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and um, I liked the, the like, it, it was almost like he was just an excuse to work out. I don't know if you saw the team where he's <laughs> bending it over his shoulders. He's like, oh, yeah, there's some good core work is what it looked like he was doing. <laughs> and um, I get, I liked that we, we established that he knows how to do some of these, like, low-tech primitive kind of traps. But yeah. like he does, he does a lot of them kind of really quick. Like I know it's the middle of the night by the time he's done, but it's like it's a good thing the predator didn't come back to try to get him. Yeah, no he's busy. He's pretty busy braiding ropes out of vines and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say though that when he like actually shoots the 
arrow from it. It doesn't look mm. very good. No, it looks like pretty crappy, and it looks like he could have just tossed it. Frankly. Right. He could have just lawn darted it over there. He right. He really needed his cool bow and arrow. But so I will give them credit for not making it look better than it should have, you know? Yeah, I suddenly have, like, a compound bow out of nowhere, like... Right, exactly. But then he doesn't even use the bow all that much after that, so it seems a bit like... It was seems unnecessary. I agree. I agree. Um, no, then, he's, then he's got spears, I guess. You know, and again, we're going to talk more about the uh, the final showdown, so I don't want to get too much into it. But I remember thinking while I was watching, and I'm like, you know, we got this, like, advanced... It's advanced enough to have space flight and advanced enough to like go trophy hunting for humans. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd think they'd have more vocalization besides grunting and screams, you know, yeah. don't forget maniacal laughing. Well, that's so, so this is what I wrote. I was thinking that an alien that was this advanced, you'd think would have vocalization besides grunts, grunting and screams. But then I thought maybe it's the equivalent of us grunting and saying, Woo and shit, woo and you know, like that kind of like just like yeah. screaming about stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the next line is, well, apparently they can laugh maniacally like a human. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that was maybe that's the bulk of their communication back on Planet Predator. Maybe they mostly laugh at one another. And then it ends, sort mm-hmm. of abruptly. Again, another action movie without a ton of exposition at the end. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. ended in like a feeling of relief. I am sensing, actually, not sensing, I'm noticing a bit of a pattern that action movies used to end a lot more abruptly than they do now. Yeah, yeah. These I, older we ones. We about it. Go ahead. Yes, specifically with Central Intel- Central Intelligence was the one that we noticed. Kind of, I don't want to say it drags, but it has a longer ending than all that. Whereas, like, Cliffhanger and um, Predator are just kind of over. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just interesting, like, just, oh, that's that. And then, then the credits start, and I'm like, this is, seems like the kind of thing where there's going to be a an after credits stinger because there's <laughs> got to be there's got to be more. Ooh, the predator's actually alive. And then I was like, wait, they don't they don't do that back then. Damn well, even the even the mummy me. was pretty quick. Yeah, you know? no, you, the mummy was. You're right. They they trot off on their camels, and that's that. Yep. So it's like it, it is interesting. I I am I'm so curious if we're going to see like uh, 2010s. Tw- you know, late 2000s, 2010s, and on, when we rank those types of movies, are we going to see a lot more exposition at the end? Mm-hmm. But we've gone through the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it seems like uh, entirely possible, but that's not really adding much. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I think, yeah, I mean, it's it's like in my memory, it feels like that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So I'll be curious to find out if it actually does. But... We uh, have reached the point of the show where we are. It's time to rank. That's time uh, for the rank. It's the uh, eponymous part of the show. That's right. That's right. The uh, eponymous. Hip hop anonymous. The hip hop anonymous part of the show. <laughs> um, but so for for those of you listeners out there that have uh, not listened to our episodes at all. Let's pretend it's, we're getting like more and more listeners constantly. Yeah. Point. <laughs> all, all of you newcomers. Yep. You can ask, you can ask your friends and family exactly how the, how it Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm going to stick my nose up. I'm not even going to explain this next part. You just ask you know. somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> this is common knowledge at this point. If you're not on board, I don't know what to tell you. Well, so what we do is we rank 
on 10 categories for action movies. Mm-hmm. Story, acting, originality, action sequences, chase-slash-fight sequences, uh, film coherence, hero appeal, villain appeal-slash-hatred, supporting characters appeal, and the final showdown, which is hero versus villain. Mm-hmm. We rank them on a scale of 1 to 5, 1 being the worst, 5 being the best. We add them up together, um, our, both of our scores, and that gives us our ranking. And so far, we've ranked Aliens, Cliffhanger, Central Intelligence, Bloodsport, and The Mummy. And Aliens is still on top, and on top by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I am curious if if uh, Predator will make any kind of dent in that, or if it's going to end up next to Bloodsport, which is... Uh, right down at the bottom. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we're going to dive in right now and we shall see. We shall see how Predator holds up. But we start with uh, story. And I'll let Zach start. So it's going to seem like I'm being silly because in the last episode with The Mummy, you gave the first ever non, like, you know, by by quarters score. And I'm going to give the second here, but I have kind of a reason similar to yours. I'm going to go with a 4.3. Oh, okay. And the reason being is that it's higher than 4.25, <laughs> but, not, but not quite 4.5. Yeah. And and this is because it is, frankly, a really good story. Um, I know, like, I know, it's the Predator. But at the same time, I like the idea that if you're, like, I like that they said, Okay, so it's like a high-tech alien. He's going to come to Earth. He's going to hunt people. But why is he doing this? He's a trophy hunter. I like that. It's, I like the fact yeah. that they, they have the line in the movie where they realize he's, he's, he's doing it for sport. This is not – presumably he. Um, you know, he wants it to be fun. He's playing a game. Um, right. I like I like the fact that we get that scene where he's actually cleaning the skulls so he can take them as, as trophies. I like that we see that. Yeah. Yeah, I um, mean, I'm pretty far off from you on this. I, oh I my gave goodness. it a, I gave it a 4.25. Oh, so <laughs> I thought you were being apparently. I cannot read your sarcasm because <laughs> I was like, oh shit, what'd you give it? But um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I thought it was a great story too. I mean, same yeah. same thing. You, I, it's I, you know, I, it's got the survival horror action story, and it was. It was cool because it was essentially like a bottle episode of a sitcom, you know. It's all yeah. taking place in this one thing, and it like like you, it was a very apt what you said. It felt very claustrophobic, you know. Mm-hmm. Tension mm-hmm. just keeps building. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really liked it. No, that was a key thing for me too, is the tension and the fact that it was more suspenseful than action full, action packed, actionful <laughs> for a lot of it. <laughs> I know, I know words. Why? Um, so I'm, I'm actually, this is where I think I'm curious in what categories we're going to diverge. And, uh, I'm curious if this is going to be one of them, this next one, because the next category is acting. And I mean, you know, we're not talking about acting heavyweights here, right? (laughs) And except for, except for Jesse Ventura and except for Bill Duke, um, (laughs) (laughs) but Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie's pride. (laughs) <laughs> but what I will say is that they did pull you in, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I really got in engaged and into the movie. Um, I, you felt for them, you rooted for them. You got sort of lost in the movie, which is sort of as much as you can ask a group of actors to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I will say though, Bill Duke is Mac is is uh, over the top in different parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which does drag it down a little bit. Uh, he took me out of it a couple times. I will. I Arnie in the beginning is typical Arnie, right? But by mm-hmm. the end, he's surprisingly subdued, mm-hmm. vulnerable. Um, but uh, you know, he he. So, you know, he's got that invulnerable stuff in the beginning in the firefight in the village, which kind of takes you out of it a little. But but he ends up going to show – it ends up showing, like, how much he gets humbled by the mm-hmm. end, yeah. especially when he's in the helicopter just like, fucking thank God I'm out of here. So, anyway, that all being said, I gave it a four. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, you already explained yours. I was waiting for you to explain. I was like, well, oh yeah, sorry. I wanted to. I wanted to bury the lead. That backwards. Yeah, I, I wanted to bury the lead for this one because I didn't want to give you. I didn't want to give you the re, the reaction right away. I so. see. I see. Um, yeah, I, I went three point five, and I went back and forth a lot on this one, and. By back and forth a lot, I mean not very far at all, actually, because <laughs> I, I was basically between three and a half and four, um, because exactly what you said, I thought everyone was quite good, actually. And by quite good, I mean some of them were not, like, you know, <laughs> the greatest on Earth, but, like, this is an action movie, you know what I mean? I right. feel like if anybody if anybody goes too hard in this, some people, Bill Duke, um, it actually <laughs> just ends up being distracting. Right. And actually, I liked Bill Duke for the vast majority of it. Just like yeah, said, was me too. And actually, Jesse Ventura was over the top too, but I think they told him to be over the top. So, well, yeah, but I mean, he's Jesse Ventura. And so, yeah, I just I decided to go just a little bit lower for basically the exact same reason. Um, Arnold's performance by the end, like exactly what you said, I actually thought he was like nuanced by the end yeah, of the movie. Me too. And if it had been, if that had been his, I know, like, I think your point was really great about how he starts off cocky and then it's like, this thing is actually just kicking our ass. Right. Like my met, because like, you can presume that these guys have been through many, many different horrible situations and they've all gotten out alive pretty much. And now like, they're all just dying one after another, but I still would like him, him to have been a little bit less cartoonish at the beginning. Yeah, I agree. S- small, small thing surprised at how good his performance ended up being and everybody else was good too yeah so now we move on to originality and you mm-hmm. you get to go first for this one i'm gonna go with a four um it's probably not as original as all that like when you go back and look through sci-fi canon but i couldn't really think of anything that really went quite in this direction um as far as like depicting i mean when you think about it what we're watching is a movie from the point of view of the deer you know yeah yeah, and it's exactly. it's really fun. It's fun to think about, and it's even if it's been explored better, perhaps in you know books or something else. I mean, as far as action movies go, do you think anybody was expecting to necessarily go see the action movie starring the big buff guys, but they're the prey? You know, right? I mean, they just came, you, yeah, yeah, they just came out with Prey, which is a sequel to this, which I want to see but haven't yet. But I mean, I also have not seen it. It's supposed to be good, but I mean, you don't exp- you don't think Arnold prey really? So right, exactly, or Jesse Ventura or Carl Weathers, you know. Well, I mean, yeah. Jesse Ventura looks kind of like a wimp, really. But yeah, underwater demolition. Come on, we all do that in our spare time <laughs> for the seals or whatever you said. <laughs> so, I actually gave it the exact same score. 
Oof, okay. Um, and it was funny because I, since I gave it that score, I have mm-hmm. thought about it more, and I maybe felt like I was being too generous, although you've made me feel better about it. Yes. Um, That's but, what I'm here for. Well, because I, I started thinking about it more, and I'm like, this is sort of alien in Mexico. Yeah. You know? But yeah. the, the difference is, is that it's the, it's the trophy hunting thing that really mm-hmm. makes it's so unique. Like the putting saying that, you know, we're watching it in the, from the perspective of the deer is mm-hmm. like the perfect way to put it because that's mm-hmm. that is what it's like. Um. So anyway, yeah, I uh, I I gave it the same as you, and I think kind of uh, I I thought it was a very unique concept. Um. So now we go on to action sequences. Oh. So I'll, I'm going first on that one, and I actually gave it a 3.75. Okay. You know, I think the action sequences are great, but there are times where you can see it as aged, right? Yeah, um, possibly. You know, that being said, it's still solid, right? Still, mm-hmm. They're still solid. The action sequences really just focused on firing a lot of guns, you know, and seeing <laughs> the predator true. jump through trees and, yeah. and then the final showdown. Um, I would say... I gave it extra points for the tension building throughout the mm-hmm. non-gunfight sequences. And yeah. the gunfight in the village, I took some points off for for being just too over the top, right? Yeah. Um, however, I I did love that Arnie lifts the truck. It, it's <laughs> just absurd, but delightful, you know? If, if only he had done that in more movies, because he does that in Twins as well. It should have become That's like right. his real. Every single movie, he should have lifted a truck or a car. <laughs> So what what did you give action sequences? Well, I uh, just decided to dock it a little bit. Really? Like just now, because you talked me into it. Wow, I've, I actually talked you into a change score. I feel good about this. Yes, you did. I had gone with a four, and I've decided to knock it down a quarter to 3.75. Because, like, literally as you were talking, I was thinking, fuck, yeah, you're kind of right. Um, because I, most of what I think I was really praising in my head was a lot of the non-action right and the actual action itself was good but not really quite i was really more like enjoying the tension building up and then being released and then building again right the filmmaking is good yes yeah yes that's all i have to say about that (laughs) all right so now we'll go on to chase slash fight scenes that's Mm -hmm. that's yours first Chase flat with Chase flat. Okay. <laughs> CNF, I call it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with 4.25, which feels high to me. I was thinking about do, uh, docking that one too, but I'm just going to leave it because I'm going to consider a lot of the tension building stuff as being part of the chase. Because the movie oh, is that's about, a good point. It's largely like a chase, not a chase movie, but it's a hunting movie. So I'm going to count that. And I think the fighting is actually pretty good, as opposed to like the gun shooting, like you mentioned, which is a lot of gun shooting. Um, like we'll get to final showdown and everything, but I like the way, like I said, that the predator sort of engages on your terms. If you're not like, if you're not interesting prey, he doesn't hunt you. And if his technology is way too advanced, like you only have a fucking bow, maybe he doesn't use the lasers or something like that. So. I'm sticking with the higher score for that one. You know, you made a really fascinating point about basically the whole thing is it's like a stock is what it mm-hmm. is, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I gave it a 3.5, and okay. I'm sort of thinking maybe it deserved a little bit better. I'm going to stick with what I've got, but that's fair. It's fair. 
Um, so there were, so because the way I looked at it is I, I felt like there weren't actually a ton of chaser fight scenes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Except for the final showdown, which we'll go to later. Yeah. Um, there's that first battle scene in the village, which, you know, as stated in the previous category, it was a little over the top, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, I did have some decent fighting and I mean, him stabbing a guy into a wall is uh, kind of cool. Right. Um, yeah. then, uh, there isn't much of a fight scene and it's still them, mostly them just running away from the predator, which, you know, I, again, it's, I kind of a chase, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Mac and Carl Weathers, the character that run towards him, but there's just not much of a fight. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, but, you know, still, I, fe- I felt it was well done. It, it, you know, it was basically to establish that the Predator is sort of, you know, essentially unstoppable, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it does that well because all these big butch guys can't fucking do anything to him. Mm-hmm. So um, that means we're moving on to film coherence. Mm-hmm. I'm curious where we're both going to be on this. Um, I might bury the lead on this one again if you're okay with it. So I actually don't know that there's anything that was really unnecessary in this film mm-hmm. except for the over-the-top aspect of like the village battle scene. But um, the film doesn't really skip a beat. It goes from scene to scene with direction and intention. It never leaves the viewers behind or, or like they, you know, they don't have to catch up to what's going on. Yeah. Um, So I gave it a five. I gave it a perfect score because even though that village scene was over the top in some ways, I feel like that's too nitpicky to deduct points for. So. Um, No, I, I couldn't, I, I suppose I could agree more. Because I only went, with, I only went with a four point five, but um, it's like kind of close to perfect for what it was trying to do. There was, the, like, it, I'm I'm just gonna repeat what you said. It, it's just a couple of things that were wrong. Were just like, why did Mac get so upset so quick? And that attacking the village via explosives was kind of weird. But like, that's yeah. super minor. Actually, the the one gunfight in the village it took me out of it a little bit. But aside from that. It, it, it was basically perfectly coherent. And I think five is actually, it's only like the second, maybe five that I think either of us have given anything. And I think it's basically pretty earned because it, it, it would, I'd be hard pressed to change anything. If they came to me, as like, if I was a film editor or something like that, I'd be like, no, it's pretty tight. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I, I'm yeah. It's hard to, hard to really come up with anything. Let's see. So, Sorry, go. no, it's okay. No, I was I was calculating something in my head. Okay. Um, all right. So now we move to hero appeal. So that's that's you mm-hmm. first. Hero appeal. I um, went a little bit back and forth on this one too, but I ended up going four point five, which feels awful high. But I think this is one of Arnold's better characters. I don't want to say his best because I don't want to ruin a different another movie we might do eventually. I get the feeling we will. But um, really, the only thing I dock him for there is we we already talked about where at the beginning I didn't quite love. If they wanted to make him seem like he was altru not altruistic but like responsible and not wanting to get involved with like war crimes, they shouldn't have made him quite so like I'm super cool at the beginning. Yeah. But other than that, he was. St- st- he was uh, obviously like a, a good leader 
uh, you could believe everyone like you know following him into the jungle <laughs> and and I was and I actually wanted him to succeed at the end. I knew he would. I don't know, I, was, I just knew. But um <laughs> you don't know how. Yeah. It's just it's just an intuition I have. Well, that's because you know no. Arnold's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a well known fact that if you die in the movies, you die in real life. <laughs> so I no one has seen nor heard of Bill Duke ever since. Um <laughs> Actually he was in I believe he was in another action movie that maybe we will uh, rank someday called oh, yeah? Exit Wounds. Well, do you remember well, Exit Wounds? Because no. let me tell you who stars in it. It's a Steven Seagal uh, flick and okay. uh, his supporting cast is um, Anthony Anderson, Tom Arnold, and the late, great DMX. <laughs> You know, I believe you've seen that movie. I believe that you may have owned that movie at some point or another. Oh, I still own it. You still own it. Okay. And I still enjoy it. No, actually, um, honestly, that supporting cast is often enjoyable. Yeah. So if we have to watch a Steven Seagal movie, that might be one of them to do. I know the one Under Siege I know is supposed to be okay. And yeah. I know the one that he's in with Kurt Russell where he dies in like the first five minutes. Executive decision. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I remember us watching that and being like, did he just fucking die? I thought he was like the star of this movie. <laughs> but then it ended up being fine because Kurt Russell is perfectly good. So one of those I, I would be acceptable. If I would be acceptable, I would accept if you wanted to. Well, I guess I should give my uh, my hero appeal because I mm -hmm. actually went back and forth on it as well. I had the same sort of hang up mm -hmm. and I ended up at four and a half. Same as you. Really? Yeah. How about that? I, I think you end up just – so. I. I felt like for most of the movie, mm -hmm. you find yourself rooting for the team. Yeah. More than just Arnie, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I almost think that that shows his appeal even more, you know, because yeah. he's supposed to be leading a team, right? So it wouldn't be about his survival. It'd be about everybody's survival. Um, and I believe that he wants to get the team out, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's not till the end that you're like really completely won over by him. Mm -hmm. So, um, but that, that, that works in a way. So. It does. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think I really, if it wasn't for like the incongruity of how he acts in the beginning, then it probably mm -hmm. would be 4.75 or five for me, you know? No, I pretty much agree. So on the villain appeal slash hatred. Hmm. I gave this a four and a half also. Mm -hmm. So this was an interesting one for me because I don't know if you remember, but I didn't give – not like I, I don't think I gave a low score for, for Alien or Aliens, I should say. But I oh. think it was like four, um, something like that, or three, 3.75. I can't remember. I think it was a four. Yeah. Um, but my main issue was like, okay, so the Alien is terrifying, right? The Aliens oh. are terrifying, but there's not – much else. They're just scary, and you're trying to get away from them. Right. Yeah. Um, you want them to die, to die simply to protect everybody else. Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that. So, with Predator, it was the exact same. Right? You basically just want everybody to escape. Um, mm -hmm. But then, you realize, along with the characters, that he's trophy hunting. Yeah. Um. So, like, whereas the xenomorph is just, like, feeding, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, 
and that skull caress that really cemented that for me you know it's a nice it's a nice moment huh it is it, it like really makes you hate him you like yeah. want him to die after that <laughs> um and so i just thought that was such great direction in the movie um but but yeah the uh just when he when he caresses the skulls of, the, with the, of his kills it just it just makes you disgusted with him mm -hmm. also it makes you wonder like sort of why so many people love trophy hunting right because mm -hmm. this was a really well-received movie and part of the reason is because you can see like you believe it you mm -hmm. believe that somebody would travel to like that has spacefaring technology would travel to another world to hunt mm -hmm. something like that right because you know dentists from america travel to africa <laughs> to hunt lions yeah um, exactly so um that's just i thought that was really fascinating anyway I'll, I'll hand it over to you what did uh what did you do for a villain appeal right on right on board with you i went with 4.75 because i think similar to the alien i um liked the villain a little bit more than you i saw them as just a little bit more than like a force of nature that had to be survived more than defeated uh but that's partly because i like i like the implied lore about them traveling to different places which is explored I've seen the sequel Predators. I don't know if you've seen that. It has Adrian Brody in it. Yeah, I've um, seen it. It's. I remember it being okay. I remember um, enjoying it. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember enjoying it. I liked, I sort of found myself thinking about the lore as I was watching this. I was like, I wonder if, since since they mentioned that the Predators come back every so often to hunt you know, more people just in that just in that one area, no less elsewhere in the world, Right. I remember thinking, oh, I wonder if humans are like particularly good prey amongst alien species for some reason. And that kind of makes me feel good about being a human. <laughs> it's like, this, this is such a weird feeling to be having right now. But that means the movie is doing a good job, I think. Right. Because um, I'm like ascribing motives and things to this alien that we're not even, we've barely seen at this point. And they do a great job of being like in Jaws, where you don't act, you only get to see the, the predator piecemeal until pretty late. And the way they reveal him, it's not like completely like, ooh, I can't see any of him, but he's revealed in a good way. Um, and like you said, with the with the actually collecting his skulls and the the running his finger across it, that was like a, just a, a great touch. Whoever came up with that deserves. I know thumbs up. such great now, direction there. Um, yeah, so I uh, four point seven five because I I really like it and I can see why there are sequels and why like it's like an expanded universe almost and i can see why people thought to themselves hmm what if a predator hunted an alien i can see why all of this happened yeah yeah because if sense. i didn't if i didn't know the predator versus aliens was a horrible movie um, <laughs> then <laughs> i would be excited for it as well yeah that's better left as like a comic book yeah that's not maybe not something to, to super explore maybe just leave it yeah leave it something to wonder about or um, or explore better. I don't know. <laughs> oh, but I was going to say that I actually, um, I don't know about you, but I actually hate hunting. I get it being necessary in a lot of cases. I I like responsible hunting if that's what people are going to do. But it, I kept thinking throughout this, what exactly is fun when you're that much obviously superior to your prey? You know what I mean? You're not, you're preaching to the choir to me. I, All right, so I'll, I'll cease. I just, yeah, I just, I, I don't want to lose uh, listeners over it, but like, 
know, Ted Nugent is at home going, "Oh, fuck these guys." Yeah, I was into this until now. (laughs) Yeah, I just to me, it's like, what the fuck have you proven? Yeah, exactly. Like you have vastly superior technology. Well done. If I if I could turn invisible, I would probably be pretty good too. So anyway, yeah. So anyway, next is supporting characters appeal. So what uh, you get to go first for that one. This feels way low to me that I did this. So I'm kind of I've been thinking about if I should bump it up a little bit, but I only went with three point two five. Okay. I I it's I'm not really sure exactly what I was thinking (laughs) now that I'm thinking about (laughs) it, but I may as well I may as well stick with it. I think someone annoyed me. Oh, I was watching it. I'm not sure who. Maybe it, maybe it was Bill Duke's Descent into Madness. Maybe it was Jesse Ventura. Maybe it was not liking... You know, it might have... I know what it was now that I'm saying it out loud. Everyone was just a tiny bit too much of a caricature. Yeah. Although, I will admit, I will admit that you kind of have to do it that way. And for what it's worth, they did a good job not being able to give everyone massive screen time still signaling everybody who they were. It was good filmmaking. The characters weren't as interesting as they could have been, though. I still think, kind of shout out to the actors for doing about as good as you can do with what you're given. given yeah. You know, the amount of screen time you're given and the amount of lines you're given. Right. Well, I so I thought it was better than you did. Yeah. I gave it four. Okay. Um, okay. So I, I didn't really care about them much, that much at first. Uh, but they grew on me, you know, I, like I was sad when Jesse died um, and Mac was kind of ridiculous, but I appreciated him throughout most of the movie, except for those ridiculous parts. Right. No, me too. Me too. Um, even Carl Weathers was supposed to be a slime that gets redemption. And I don't know that his redemption was fully realized, but I was engaged with his character. I, I fucking hated him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the chick that survives is, you know, she's kind of blah. I mean, Yeah. Part. Doesn't give him much to do either. Right. You know, it's just sort of a two-dimensional character, right? Um, she's really only there to help the audience realize that this thing comes on an annual hunt, right? Mm-hmm. I got to say, I did, I did like the way she was plucky, and then the Predator kills the other guy right in front of her, and then she's, like, traumatized. I, enjoy, yeah. I thought that was realistic. That's true. That That's a good point. Yeah, she was just like, okay, I'm all done with running away now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, just going to sit here and be scared, because... Because that's terrifying. But yeah, but yeah, I really, I thought they were all great. Um, you know, I, I feel like I, I could have gone that high, and I just didn't. So I think we agree basically there too. Um, all right, so now we're on to the final showdown: hero versus villain, Arnie versus Kevin and Peter Hall um, <laughs> slash Jean Claude Van Damme in, memory, yeah, exactly. in memoriam. <laughs> just imagine how much better that fight would have been with some kicks. <laughs> if that's how like, he felt. <laughs> I wonder if Jean-Claude Van Damme sits at home and sometimes this movie comes on TNT and he's like, oh, what a missed opportunity. What did they do to my character? <laughs> they destroyed him. I don't know what he sounds like. Really. Uh, that's exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> so I gave it a 4.75. Okay. okay. I thought this showdown, the final showdown was expertly done. I, Our hero is vulnerable and he, he doesn't, he has to outsmart the villain, right? He's got to mm-hmm. outsmart the predator, not just win with brute force. It's not mm-hmm. about just besting him in a fight. He has to be able to beat him through wits because the predator is just so much stronger than him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the only reason I didn't give it a perfect grade is because they had the predator take all the protection off instead of just killing his prey. Um, and because I kind of thought like we talked about the bow and arrow things kind of, kind of ridiculous. Um, but you know, that's, that's pretty nitpicky when you're watching this. Um, and I get that they did that. So that you, they wanted to show you the creature that they created. Right. So Mm -hmm. I, I get it. Um, but I also kind of thought it was silly. But I also one part that I just thought was so good is that they they had Arnie speak for the audience, right? And it's Wicked like the ugly. Yeah, it's like such a it's like a relieving thing that he says uh-huh. it. You know, it like takes some of the tension out because you're <laughs> sort of scared. But he says something that's funny. Um, but it's not funny in a way that seems out of place. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like he he sees him, he's like. You're one ugly motherfucker. I'm <laughs> just like, yeah, he really is. I like, I like imagining you at home. You're all tense and everything. Arnold says that, and you're like, I'm glad someone said it because yeah. I was thinking it, but I didn't <laughs> want to be the one. <laughs> well, I don't want to tell the predator he's ugly. I'll let Arnie do no, that. A, I mean, it's a good thing he didn't speak English, I guess, unless he did, because that's ballsy on Arnold's part. <laughs> All right, so that's my final showdown ranking. What uh, what say you? I this is another one I vacillated over. Apparently, this movie gave me more complicated feelings than I realized. Um, I was going to go initially with four point seven five, just like you. What I decided to do at the end of the day was I averaged my hero and villain appeal here, which is the first time I've ever done that. So maybe it's it, yeah. <laughs> but it came out to four point six two five. And that feels right to me, and I like the fact that it's 4.625, so I'm leaving it. <laughs> okay. Ceremony, maybe maybe in spirit, it's actually a 4.75, because it's what I was thinking. But in reality, 4.625, because I think it's great. It's one of the great movie showdowns. Now that I'm saying that out loud, maybe I should give it higher. But no, I'll leave it. Um, it's like a, one of the great movie showdowns in action movie history that I can think of. I love, like you said, he has to go low-tech. He has to, you know, use all his brains, everything that he's accomplished up until now. And um, I like the fact that they have the uh, Predator take off all his armor and shit because, like I said, I enjoyed that they established that the Predator wants to have fun more than he wants to go in. Um, the one thing I didn't quite get was why they have him laugh quite so 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 uproariously it seems strange to me given that like you'd think that he would be like imagine if you got killed by the deer you know you'd be like motherfucker yeah, right. how did I let this happen I'm I'm not I'm not I don't think it's funny I'm embarrassed right. I really hope the other predators don't find out about this <laughs> and I just wanted to point out that uh, on the HBO Max which is where I watched it on their website it's uh, the description is it's muscles versus monster when Arnold blah 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 and uh, that's not really quite it. They never really, he never really uses his muscles. In fact, wow. they could have cast someone much smaller, and all we would have gotten is less epic biceps. Which would have been sad. I am thrilled that we got the biceps we got. Really. <laughs> I'm always we, that, for that's biceps, how we got yeah. that gratuitous bicep scene. I, they knew. They were like, all right, more biceps, guys. <laughs> but, um, so that's where I'm going, and that's where I landed. So I think it's safe well, to say we both liked we both liked this. Yes, rather, we both liked it, and then we've more got, than Bloodsport. I've, I've got a total for you. You've got a total already. Eighty-three point six seven five. Oh, 
so it firmly into second, but still not really. Yeah, but it's close. I mean, it is. It's in the same week at least. This is the only other one that's been above an eighty. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's if my calculations are correct, and by that I mean if I listened to you right correctly before, because <laughs> I'm not sure I was paying attention as much as I might have been. It is um a lot higher than than the mummy. Wait, what was the mummy? Yeah. Mummy was seventy two point six five, so it's that's it's what eleven I, that's what points I had, higher, yeah. and it's yeah. only three point eight two five less than the aliens. So, I mean, that's that's pretty close. That, that sounds about right now that I'm thinking of it, because I don't, I really don't think it's quite aliens, but it's it's in the same tier, maybe, maybe they're both S tier, maybe, maybe this one's high A tier. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I I would agree. I mean, I think. I think as we go further along, we'll be able to sort of establish what these tiers are, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like uh, 50 or 50 to 60 is uh, not good. <laughs> and, and or blood sport. Right. right. What? Well, we'll see. Maybe we'll end up with ones that are lower. Than that, imagine know? imagine how low, how low blood sports score would be if I liked it as little as you did. <laughs> I'm single handedly dragging blood sport up from the depths. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I um, this is this is kind of neat to uh, to have one that's. Uh, it's nice to have one that's, that's very yeah. That's actually because I think we were both surprised that the mummy got quite as high as it, as it did. Not because we didn't like it, but because it was yeah. it was good, but not not necessarily you want to go tell anybody about. Right. If I yeah, saw Predator I, for the first time in 1987, I would have gone home excited. You know. Oh, for sure, definitely. Or mm-hmm. if I saw the aliens in nineteen eighty six. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? That's um, a heck of a good 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 couple of years. Or if I saw Cliffhanger in nineteen ninety three. No, Cliffhanger was good. It just wasn't quite that exciting. <laughs> it's mostly because um, that one that one snow snow bum died. That's what really got me down. That's what really got you down. What? Well, thank you to our listener for listening. Appreciate um, it as always. And happy birthday. <laughs> For for those of you who don't know, uh, <laughs> if there are other listeners, that was a shout out to my mom because it is her birthday today. Mm. Um, check us out next week when we're ranking Jet Li's hero. Well, goodbye. And hasta luego. Pull it out, whip it out, and get going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I can die happy. That was the best thing that's ever happened to me.